Good day, everyone. I'm Diane, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Talks podcast. Talent knows no gender, so we could dream big and explore challenging opportunities along the way. At the beginning, I didn't really see it as a way of like a uh, start for me and advocating women's rights, but more of like uh, it's a journey that when you get to realize that the minorities like women or the PWDs or LGBTs need a voice in the workplace and then you get to realize that once you have that channel or platform to use that voice and to get heard by leaders of the organization, uh, you take advantage of it and use it for the better to advocate change, especially in giving opportunities for the minority. Happy Women's Month! You know, such an amazing celebration and it is the most wonderful time of the year. But every month is Women's Month. So with the theme, Women and Leadership, Achieving an Equal Future in a COVID-19 World, women are more recognized for their skills, knowledge, and ability to lead. Women bring different perspectives and experiences to the table and make significant contributions to decisions, policies that work for everyone. But even with the rise of women in STEM fields, there's still a lack of awareness on the gender gap in STEM and how this affects women's participation in school, in careers, or in their everyday lives. Which is why, for this Women's Month, we're putting the spotlight on powerful Filipinas who are working towards empowering women in STEM. And to kick off this amazing celebration, we invited Miss Sandy Noche, an engineer from Emerson Electronics, where she currently heads the group of women engineers. She is a strong advocate for women in STEM, and as part of her personal mission to provide equal opportunities for all, she gives talks at schools to promote STEM careers, especially engineering, and she also provides online soft skills training with other women employees to provide support to fellow women in STEM in this pandemic. So, hi, Miss Sandy. It's such an honor to have you have you with us here today, and we're excited to have this session with you. Hi, Diane. Likewise. So, thank you very much for inviting me today over in your podcast. So, um, I hope I could share um, and inspire young women to take on more challenges in the STEM field so that women would be more visible and that we could advocate uh, progressive changes, uh, not just in the workplace, but all over the world. So, good morning, everyone, and happy Women's Month. Yes. Happy Women's Month, Miss Sandy. Thank you for that. I know I gave you a short, already introduced you earlier, but maybe you can, if you want, you could tell us more about your role and maybe your career journey in STEM. Uh, yes, so I'm a chemical engineer in graduate of the University of Santo Tomas. So I've been with Emerson for over seven years already. So it's my first company and only company, but I've been to several roles already in the company. So I've been in environmental compliance engineering, and then I've also in, uh, been in commodity engineering. And now I'm currently leading a team of four people. Three are women engineers, and we have an only boy. <laughs> so it's uh, the team is also um, women-dominated, if I must say. So there. And recently also, I'm a candidate for graduation in the degree of technology management. 
at the University of the Philippines Diliman. So uh, then um, last December, I co-founded a startup named Brave. Our advocacy is to give the urban poor more accessible and affordable um, health solutions with secure platforms. So, and uh, recently we just signed uh, MOA with um, Incubator UST. So they're helping us out. So I'm very excited for what's in store for the startup. And my co-founder is also a strong advocate of um, women's rights. So she's a social worker by profession, Abby. So she's, I'm in more of the technology side and she's more of like the human rights arm in our startup. So there you go. Thank you, Ms. Sandy. It really seems that you have a lot of initiatives in promoting this advocacy in STEM. So I guess my question is, was there any specific defining moment that led you to become an advocate in STEM, specifically women in STEM? Uh, yes, uh, it's more of like uh, the recruitment uh, needed someone to give talks to the graduating class of chemical engineers. And then sometimes it takes just one person to believe in you. Uh, so one of my mentors, the late uh, recruitment director, Carrie Ramento, took a shot at me. And then she, from then on, she saw my potential and then she invited me to talk to high school students in Miriam. So that was the start. And then eventually, um, she also invited me to go into trainings like the ILO. And then it sort of become a network already. So at the beginning, I didn't really see it as a way of like a start for me and advocating women's rights, but more of like, uh, it's a journey that when you get to realize that the minorities like women or the PWDs or LGBTs need a voice in the workplace and then you get to realize that once you have that channel or platform to use that voice and to get heard by leaders of the organization, uh, you take advantage of it and use it for the better to advocate change, especially in giving opportunities for the minority. Thank you, Ms. Sandy. So I guess with this, you, you mentioned also there are minorities that comes to women's participation, whether even PWDs, LGBTs. And I guess my next question is, what are the current gaps you see in the STEM sector? And what is the role that gender plays in these gaps? All right. So I'm seeing two possible areas here. First is the academe. So I'll start there. And then so... For example, um, I'm a graduate of chemical engineering at the University of Santo Tomas and it's very rare that you get to see a girl in a mechanical engineering class. So parang endangered species yung girls doon. Parang nabibilang mo talaga. Hindi lalagpas sa ano mo, parang sampung mga daliri mo yung counts ng babae. So we could see that parang may bias pa rin towards like for example yung course na to pang lalaki lang siya, ganun. And then, for example, women takes on that course, they, parang na sobrang na-amiss or they have some hesitation, something like that. But when you get to actually see or the woman or that girl in person, makikita mo kasi na yung kaya niya talaga or hindi lang, parang gender is not a determinant of who you can be in the, in school in, or in the academe. And, 
I guess that's one of the gaps, yung male-dominated culture pa lang sa school. And then another one is that we have few women role models for children or young people. Because parang if, pag nakita mo kasi, if like, di ba start them young, if they could see uh, women role models na, uy, kaya niya na parang, if we have more people or more um, women na, proof of concept na for young people then maybe they will get uh, more inspired uh, by hearing those stories and then another gap I see was when yung nag-a-apply na ako for work so I'll be connecting that sa workplace naman so sometimes mag-scroll ako sa mga job ads na nakikita ako medyo inclined for uh, men yung mga job requirements I don't know if that's unconsciously place sa uh, job listing but maano mo siya makikita mo siya sometimes and then I'm not sure also if um, some recruiters see or not really recruiters or some companies see na parang male are more capable of excelling in a STEM-based career compared to women and then also I've seen uh, statistics na more than half of Filipino respondents said that um, they believe that boys are more likely to pursue a career in STEM compared to girls. So those are the gaps that I currently see sa STEM sector in our country. I'm also curious about the initiatives of Emerson. You also give talks at schools, promote careers in the field of engineering. So how how is the response of or how was the participation of Filipinas there? Where did they seem interested? Ah uh, yes, uh, actually, you may mga iba na nag-add sa Facebook and then asking if there's an available uh, job for them and then parang those kinds of messages parang uh, it's a parang reminder that I'm doing something um, much more greater than what I believe in and then for Acosta talaga siya and then getting to receive that messages from the younger women in STEM parang gives me hope. Parang ano siya, that you're doing something right. So, by sharing stories, no? so it's a little thing kung titingnan mo, but it has a big impact then sa, uh, especially to the younger generation. So, parang uh, we're also telling them that Emerson has yung, I'll go back dun sa ano, employee resource group namin. So, we have a framework for uh, women in STEM. So, um, first is attract talent. So, dito, recruitment helps us out to select women engineers and then make them part of the company. And then, next part of the framework is retain. So, once you have the women engineers already in the company, you partner them with uh, mentors. So, because it's important that we do not just celebrate them being with the company but you also celebrate their progression within the company so this dun papasok yung next pillar which is um develop so um we're also measuring statistics na uh, when this uh woman engineer joined the company then after x years did her career progress and we also make it to the point to share success stories like that one and for example, also um, when we look at the data, so we also see some uh, women who have not developed or have not progressed their career. So 
what could we do to bring those women into a higher position? Um, how could we educate them or empower them? Because sometimes when women is parang nasa group siya, parang they're hesitant to say their ideas and then parang alam mo yung may alam siya pero di lang niya sinishare. So, it's part of our initiative then to empower women employees to and give them a seat at the table and making them part of the conversation so that they will be heard and taking out their fear when they speak up they will get judged so that's part of creating a safe environment that um, when you speak or get to say ideas uh, we will listen to you and not judge you for saying that one so it's also a practice within our group and then we also believe in having young diverse talents because we see then yung gap sa ages sa, for example sa succession so we don't have like someone ready for this position and we need someone to step up so we need to develop young leaders also and then um, we also see the importance yung, uh, instead of focusing on numbers or KPIs that we need to achieve we think of it as why are we always focusing on numbers but not on the people who are responsible for those numbers so why don't we focus on giving an, uh, the people a very nurturing environment wherein people come to work and then very motivated and they find their purpose for getting those numbers because otherwise parang ano walang meaning parang okay you need to get uh, achieve that number pero why am i doing that in the first place so medyo may gap din doon or malolos yung tao parang ma-burn out na hindi niya nagigets kung bakit niya kailangan ma-hit yung target din ayun in the first place or yung numbers ayun you also mentioned that especially in the academia no? it's so rare for uh, for women to take part in engineering courses like we have hesitations how do you think can teachers or those in the academe facilitate this kind of supportive environment for young Filipinas when they enter the STEM field or STEM course? Uh, yes, I think very big din yung role ng mentors or professors sa academe. And um, the first advice that I would give them is to give everyone, not just the women, a safe space wherein they could allow their students to bring their whole selves to school without any hesitation so that um, they could cultivate a culture of psychological safety na kahit magkamali, di, di matatakot yung student na mag-try again because it's an avenue of parang innovation din kasi, kasi in, in innovation, bihirang-bihira to get it right in, during the first time. You need to make mistakes in order for you to uh, invent or develop things, you don't get it right the first time, diba? Parang suntok sa buwan, parang ganun. But if you give students, if you educate them, give them a very nurturing and safe environment, then tuloy-tuloy na yan, the creative juices will flow, they won't have any hesitations of parang throwing out their ideas and different perspectives. So, I guess it's really a big factor that you give them a safe space. And also another thing is that they should um, listen to their students, not only just talk to them. Like for example, iba kasi pag 
parang sinabi natin, oh, nag-usap na ba kayo compared sa, oh, napakinggan mo na ba? Diba? Parang it's very different if you get to understand where the student is coming from and show empathy then to his or her ideas. And start them young para empowered na sila kahit at a very young age, parang critical na sila mag-isip. And because um, we're molding the next future leaders of our country or uh, future rock stars of STEM. So very critical talaga yung role ng professors or mentors sa educational sector. And I'm very lucky to have and still connect with those mentors even up to now. So actually, it was one of my professors na who linked us sa, ano, yung sa startup of getting an incubator sa USD. So it's very important also for students to maintain that relationship with their professors, even if they graduated. Like for me, halos isang dekada na akong graduate. So I still keep that connection. It's still parang ano siya eh, more at the same time you cultivate and then masaya siya kasi you still get to keep in touch. It's not na after graduation kakalimutan mo na lahat. So maintain relationships as well. Amen. You're right. <laughs> That's, <laughs> true. That's so true. And even though I'm not from a STEM background, I really believe that having role models is is really important. When even if it's outside of STEM, no, like having role models is important. Like if, if you see someone at TV or some media, but I can be like her in the future. You know, it it will give them that motivation to reach their dream, no matter where that is. So in relation to that, so we talked about the academe and the teacher. So maybe in terms of participation of young women in the STEM workforce, what can the different stakeholders do? Like the government or maybe companies do? Uh, what can they do to keep this interest when young women go into a STEM career? So, for example, so we're going to start. So, um, it's under the umbrella of diversity and inclusion as I see it. So it's important that we have equal opportunities in the workforce and support our people. Like, for example, in our company, Emerson, we have a certain value to support our people. So it's a parang culture show wherein every employee can thrive and they listen to voice of employees. So we encourage employees to think big and ask the hard questions and challenge the conventional way of thinking without the fear of failure. So I think that great ideas come to life when um, people can share their talents and ideas openly. So that's why uh, in our company, we're very committed in creating a culture of um, respect and acceptance where every employee and their innovative ideas can thrive. And then in, in talking sa in terms of government perspective, I think yung collaboration between the government, academe, and industry, yung triple helix as we as they call it. So I think they need to strengthen that one because um it's more of like a system rather than individual contribution. So parang hindi magwork kung academe lang, hindi magwork kung government, hindi magwork kung industry. The three of those sectors need to work together in order for us to accelerate STEM sa Philippines. So we talked about the workplace, but now what about access to STEM education? So how can the government and industry sectors and the rest of society work together in ensuring that young Filipinas have access to quality STEM education? Uh, yes, so that's a very challenging uh, aspect ngayon kasi COVID and then 
we don't have the important or necessary infrastructure like uh, internet in the country so i hope that they bridge the gap then and and have yung parang the program is as good as the infrastructure in place so if we don't have the necessary technologies to um diffuse yung mga for example programs natin for stem or For example, start with the materials or modules for areas with no internet, so they have need to solve those gap then, and then for improve the accessibility, of course, for people na talagang yung parang those who have the potential, and ensure that we have the quality modules as well for young people or yung the people who are in need or the minority. For example, yung urban poor or the poor in general have access. And then creating uh, that uh, necessary programs then for the academe, for example. In Korea, I think they have the reverse brain drain. And if you compare it here sa Philippine setting, you call that the Balik Scientist Program. So... Parang nangyayari kasi sa atin, nag-abroad na yung graduates natin, imbes na bumabalik. So I think we need to ha- foster a culture wherein we have more policies that are nationalistic rather than parang yung mga, yung mindset natin is yung growth ay nasa outside of the country. But if we have a mindset that we need to grow in the science and technology space in our country, then it's, it's creating... A totally different narrative then for us. You mentioned also, Miss Sandy, about how COVID has how it's challenging now because of COVID. So yes. I guess from your perspective, do you think it's more challenging now for women to access STEM education because of the pandemic? I think being part of the minority, and then women are also exposed to more domestic work. Uh, rather than their male counterparts. So a lot of burden has been passed on to them. Like for example, student ako and then I'm a woman so I'm also expected yung parang society's expectation of me is to clean the house or cook food and I still need to study. Parang it's not parang yung normal expectations for when you're a male parang you're exempted from housework. Yun yung parang norm eh, na na-create natin. And we need to have a different narrative regarding domestic work and women and gender roles that play sa family or sa, anong, sa Filipino culture in general. Or kahit hindi nga sa Pilipinas. Kung baga, yun yung norm na na-create kasi na housework is for women. And yeah. In relation to, to involving males no, or men, how can we make STEM more gender responsive or more inclusive? How can men make it more gender responsive or inclusive? Yes, so it's very important then na men become our allies or men understand where the women are coming from. Not just parang, okay, I see you doing the household chores and then parang how can I help you or how can I make your life easier? It's not enough that you get to be a spectator but We think of ways in parang making the environment more gender inclusive and parang gender wouldn't really play a role na when I see it. Parang it, it will not determine your um, roles of 
house, it will not determine your talent or your skill, gender. Parang it's a thing of the past. And then maybe focus on the person more, their skills, what they have to offer, rather than focusing on their gender. At the same time, also, we need to challenge our um, biases or status quo in pursuit of something greater. And at times, it won't be easy, but we need to do um, what is right. And doing what is right, we need allies to stand up for what is right, even when it's not easy. So that's what I'm just uh, trying to say a while ago. So it won't be easy, but do what's right. And always trust your moral compass. Kasi alam mo naman yan eh. Parang may guwit yan sa puso mo kung tama ba or hindi. So just be guided by your moral compass. And I think everything will fall into place. If you have any maybe last words or words of encouragement for fellow Filipinas in STEM. If I were to talk to my uh, 12-year-old self or young self, I would tell that kid to know yourself and not listen to what the society is telling you to do and just go to that quiet place inside of you that knows the truth. So pursue your dreams and don't be bogged down by other people telling you that gender plays a role in your growth. And then just remind yourself that talent knows no gender. So you could dream big and explore challenging opportunities along the way. And then you push your limits, um, get out of your com- comfort zone, find mentors because they will serve as your shortcuts. And don't forget to enjoy and have fun, of course. And then, siguro, isa rin na reminder din sa young self ko is that you will fail your way to success. So, it's okay to fail, but it's never okay to quit. And there's no power on earth that can keep you from getting back up and going at it harder than ever before. And then lastly, I would tell people that this is for general, not only women. So don't just aim for success. Just be significant as well. Because um, why success is more of yourself and will be gone once you die. But significance is more of how you impact other people's lives. And it will stay with people even if you're not around. So I'm very excited for what the future has in store for young women. And even though the world looks like a complete mess right now with everything that's going on, I am sure that the future looks bright because uh, these young women in STEM will grow up and they will be the future leaders of our country. So good luck to the uh, leaders, future leaders of your country. And I know that our the Philippines is in good hands with you. So we're counting on you guys. <laughs> Thank you and happy Women's Month. Thank you, Miss Sandy, and happy Women's Month. And that's all for our sixth episode of the STEM Talks podcast. Again, thank you, Miss Sandy. It's really such an honor to have you join us today. And I hope you and everyone else who's listening to our podcast can tune in our next episode as we also invite another fellow advocate and power Filipina in the field of STEM. STEM Talks is powered by STEM Plus PH, the flagship program of UNAM Foundation. Make sure to subscribe and follow this podcast as well as our Facebook page, STEM Plus PH or at stemph.rocks. 
You can also follow our Instagram at underscore stemph for more updates. Make sure to tag us when you share our episodes and use the hashtags stemph, stemfi, and stempheatrock. We can't wait to stemify the future of the Philippines with you.